You know it's funny People on the outside don't really get what's going on But they always got something to say What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives of Wine and Whiskey podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. All right, we are into season two. Um, if I'm going on schedule, this is supposed to be episode two, but you know how the world goes. Stuff happens. I record about it. So maybe I'm on track. Um, maybe it's got pushed back an episode or two. Maybe if folks would stop killing black people, I would be able to stay on schedule. But, you know, we'll get there. Today's topic is college days swiftly pass. My fraternity has a saying within our hymn, college days swiftly pass imbued with memories fond. And basically what that means is the time that you spend your four or five, eight years, however long it takes you to secure that undergraduate degree, it goes by just like that. There are great memories, but they're gone so quickly. And so today I'm really going to focus on what those memories brought me and how I am using them today. But I'm going to, to start with what helped me develop this podcast, right? So in college, we all know people party. Partying includes often, you know, some um, alcoholic beverages and Today's alcoholic beverage of choice is a wine. It is a red wine. In college, I was not mature enough to really appreciate the different types of reds, how to pair them with meals. Um, But I've got a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. The brand is 19 Crimes. My boy Kevin, who also um, blessed me with the 1742 bourbon, he told me I really need to check out 19 Crimes. He said it's a very, very solid wine, and I trust Kevin when it comes to what drinks to get. He knows, you know, my palate pretty well, knows what kind of bourbons I like, and um, so now he's moving into suggesting wines for me. I think I might have to hire him as my professional wine and um, or beverage recommender. But yeah, let's see how this is, because I really haven't even tried it yet. Oh, yes. This is so amazing that I am going to Whole Foods to get a nice cut of steak. And it will go on the grill tomorrow. Um, So go check that out. 19 Crimes, Cabernet Sauvignon. Great suggestion, Kev. I appreciate it. I will be checking out their other offerings soon. But let's go ahead and jump into it, right? Today I want to talk about recreating the think tank that was college for us. I'll jump to my college experience. I was at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Had a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. Just to give you an idea of what UNCG was for me. First of all, at this moment, it is a minority serving institution, which means that while it's not an HBCU, it is no longer a predominantly white institution. That's great because guess what? America's on its way to no longer being predominantly white. I will question if it ever really was, but that's a conversation for another episode, which we definitely will have about how America has skewed statistics toward whiteness when in actuality, there are a lot 
a whole lot and have been a whole lot of non-white people in this country for a very long time so yeah um uncg minority serving institution when i was there it or excuse me when i started it was about 70 percent female um which makes it then about 30 percent male and because it is traditionally a more liberal um school and um and saying that because it, it offers majors that historically um because of discrimination because of you know patriarchy whatever have been fields that women go into um such as teaching and nursing great teaching and nursing programs um it had a lot of women i'm gonna um i'm gonna really be able to find the perfect uh, mate for myself while getting a great education that's the mindset of a 17 year old to all you parents of teenagers really ask about their college decisions and why they're making them because that wasn't wise now i did happen to come out with a wonderful mate who i'm married to but it could have been that i wasted a bunch of money and got distracted by the thousands of gorgeous women on campus <sighs> to be a kid again but yeah that's what this is about right college days swiftly pass so went to uncg had a wonderful experience met a very diverse group of people many of whom i am still great friends with today still stay in touch with so many people from g um shout out spartan pride now i did take advantage of the opportunity to take leadership roles on campus just to give you a brief rundown of my resume um, president of the black business students association president of alpha Phi alpha fraternity incorporated playboy positive chapter 06 to the good bros um i was an orientation leader i was a resident advisor i worked for the library in one of the study halls on campus um i was on the uh, conduct team so i served as a lawyer or an attorney whatever for students who got in trouble on campus um i worked in the elliott university center um most schools will call it a student union but i was the facility manager there i just i i stayed busy there's other stuff that i did um i mentored students i was in different clubs but yeah those are like some of the highlights of my resume while i was at uncg had an internship through the summers I, I really took advantage of the opportunity to serve and to network and to meet people um, i was on the the dean of the business school student advisory committee i i really really enjoyed myself at g and figuring out how do you network your way into more opportunities and that's really what college offers so we're in the 2000s right um 2020 new millennium i was born in the 1980s i started school using pen paper um you know used an abacus to kind of learn how to count calculators you know were given to you but you had to learn the manual ways first to do everything you didn't start learning on the computer you had to learn the basics and then move up to the computer i don't know how things work now but i can be pretty sure that computers are a staple in the learning process and learning life of a young child you know i look at my nephew who is 
going to be one year old. Actually, if this comes out on time, he will be one year and one week old. And um, he's already reaching for my cell phone and figuring out how to unlock the the um, the home screen. Like he knows that's what you do when you touch your phone. Computers are integrated in children's lives at such a young age. Uh, my other nephew is four years old, has an iPad, and will FaceTime me on it. When I tell him I'll call him back, he says, no you won't. Like, computers are, are big for them, right? So to go from that to now, 2020, I'm saying to, to young people, you don't have to go to college to to learn what you need because everything you need is, is in your hand. Seriously, everything you need as far as technical things, anything you want to learn, any book you want to read, any course you want to watch, you can find on the internet, which makes us question, what's the point of college? And I have the answer for that. Well, not college, but a college-like setting. So at 17 years old, I had lived with my parents for 17 years, right? Makes sense. Born live with them go to college so 17 years old I had lived with them forever so I knew I didn't want to be at home anymore um, I had four four universities that I applied to one was North Carolina State University in Raleigh which was maybe you know campus 20-25 minutes from Durham my home my hometown um, you have UNC Chapel Hill which I went to school in Chapel Hill my, my mother worked in Chapel Hill um, that's 15 minutes the other direction from Raleigh or excuse me 15 minutes the other direction from Durham so close to equal distant right there in the triangle it's called the triangle because you have three large research universities um, you have UNC Chapel Hill you have North Carolina State University you have Duke University huge world-known world-class institutions um, and they're all right there in my backyard but I applied to two out of those three because, like I said, well-known across the world. If you go to Thailand, which actually when I was in Thailand, I was in Bangkok, I saw a guy wearing a UNC Chapel Hill jersey. Probably could not, excuse me, he was wearing a UNC jersey, but it was Tar Heels, which indicates Chapel Hill. Probably could not tell you where Chapel Hill nor North Carolina are on a map of the United States. but. This man knew UNC. So it was a strong consideration for me. Sadly, I was not as much of a consideration for UNC. Got waitlisted, ended up not getting in that year. Shit happens. The other two schools I applied to, obviously UNCG being one of them, um, there was UNC Charlotte. Now, UNC Charlotte was very, very appealing to me because when you're talking about North Carolina and business, or excuse me, when you're talking about North Carolina and you're thinking about education and research and science and tech, you think the research triangle, you think Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. When you're thinking business, you're thinking marketing, you're thinking banking, you're thinking the economy, you're thinking startups, then you think Charlotte. And for me, I knew I was going to school for, for um, business. So, you know, Charlotte was a... You know, it was a nice, nice um, school to consider. Especially, matter of fact, if I had entered into undergrad in 2009, I would have gone to Charlotte with no question. 
because of the fact that banking centers, once there was the uh, the crash of the market crash or the recession of um, 2008, banking centers moved to Charlotte on the East Coast as their East Coast hub. So I really, really would have gone there. But talking about 2006 and I didn't have and still don't have the ability to read the future. So I decided UNCG is where I wanted to go because like I said, they had a good business program. It was a diverse uh, institution. It wasn't too far from home, but it was far enough that I knew my parents wouldn't just come and show up at my dorm room door. And there was the issue of, you know, there were a lot of ladies there. So went to UNCG and got there, got involved. First organization I joined was the Black Business Students Association, being that I was um, pre-business. So I said, yeah, let me get in here. Let me let me make a name for myself. And there, actually, the president is still one of my favorite people. I don't talk to her enough. Um, I'm going to do a better job of, of staying in touch. Tia Wiggins, one of the most successful sisters I've um, ever had the opportunity to work under just great lady all around she has a scholarship in her name at uncg in the bryan school now cool thing is right little known fact everybody doesn't know it i have a scholarship in my name in the uncg business school the difference is right i'm paying for my scholarship every year me my family my friends we're trying to put money toward that just so that a student can um take a couple classes for free you know, maybe pay for all of their books, whatever. Tia, on the other hand, has endowed her scholarship, which is like, yo, that's that's big. Because this is a black woman, you know, in her 30s, mid-30s, who has done so well professionally and is such a servant that she said, you know what, I'm going to make the sacrifice to make sure that another young person can have the experience I had at UNCG. And I'm going to do it at the level that this money's never going to run out. Proud of you, Tia. Um, but like those are the people that I was around. You know, you had Tia in DBSA. Um, you had George Achenpong, who is an amazing financial mind. GA, who also is my fraternity brother. He actually crossed before I did. Lucky guy. I wanted to, to be on their line until I got on my line and realized that fall away is the truth. But yeah, George is very focused on increasing the market share of black people who are financially literate, are able to save and really focus on moving themselves into a better financial position in the United States of America. GA is a, an amazing guy. If you Google him, you will find Forbes, you know, I think USA Today, Black Enterprise, I mean, the, of course, you know, North Carolina publications. I ended up, like I said, pledged to fraternity and met, you know, have amazing line brothers. Real quick, want to shout out my boy Doze. You will be hearing from him later this season, Stephen Dozier. I like to think that I am a pretty smart person. Stephen is one of the few people who, more often than not, I can go to and get solid advice on almost anything at least an intelligent base level of advice because Stephen reads 
as much if not more than I do this is the difference though a lot of the times I wake up in the morning I was telling Steven this yesterday I wake up in the morning and first thing I do well first thing I do is pray read the Bible after that I go through the news I go through a financial newsletter but until the end of the day and then I close my day with the same way um, you know first I, I look through the news again and then I pray before bed but throughout the day a lot of my news comes from social media and not that I'm looking to social media as the actual source but social media taps me on the shoulder and says hey look this article up hey this is important today this is happening in the economy today so I'm looking at social media for these things and Twitter is a great great place on social media look to look for those issues Instagram and Facebook not so much I go down a lot of dead-end roads Steven doesn't deal with that Steven said you know no social media for me what I'm going to do is I'm gonna go directly to the sources and so he's looking directly at the websites um, I'm a New York Times subscriber am I a big fan of theirs no I'm probably about to take their money my money back from them because they're starting to just go too far left for me Fox goes too far right um, I mean it's good to read but I don't want that to be one of my primary sources Stephen likes to spread his out um, I go to the BBC a lot go to NPR a lot Stephen checks out the Atlantic and he'll send me an article from there um, you know Washington Post we both check that out so Stephen's one of the few people that I can go to and say hey what do you think about this issue and more often than not he doesn't have to say wait give me five minutes let me look this up he's going to come back with a response because he's usually reading the same issues that I'm reading so yeah Steve is by far one of the go-to's you all I hope will really enjoy hearing from him this this season probably every season from now on as I'm continuing to increase the number of guests that I have also had the opportunity if you look you know, if you're on my Instagram, if you're not, check it out at Narrow Podcast, easy N A R R O W Podcast. You'll see my logo, All right? So you got that logo. Then, if you go to my Instagram page for my photography business at D Squared Visuals, you'll see my logo for that. Those two were created by Tully Murray. Find Tully on Instagram at The Good Pixel. I'll make sure I tag him in the IG post for this episode. In addition to Tully, we have Charity Coleman. Charity created my logo for my first two businesses or business ventures. So Daniel's Professional Development Company, right out of school, I came out and I said, you know what? I want to create my own professional development company because while I was in school, everyone was asking me, hey, Daryl, you're really good at creating resumes, you're well-dressed, you know how to go in and interview. How about you do this for me? So, I said, yeah, sure. And in school, I did it for free. But I didn't know. Once you get out of school, guess what? You're good at it. You're great at it. You've put in the time. You can start charging people. And boom, I decided to create a brand based on professional development, personal branding, and really showing up to interviews the way you know you can with the confidence that you should have. So, Charity helped me develop that. 
two other people I met in college that happened to be graphic designers, black entrepreneurs. I said, yo, let me let me work with them. I could not have gotten these connections or made these connections and, and had these touches if I had just read, if I had just gone on YouTube, if I just learned and was self-taught. I just, there, there is no place, there's no incubator, there's no hub where you go to readily and frequently without having a college degree and are able to really invest the time in relationships. And that's what college is. That's what college did for me, right? College was my opportunity to develop relationships that will last a lifetime and serve all parties involved very well. George and I were talking earlier today and we were messaging back and forth, but um, George posted something about a biometric gun safe. I was like, yo, I was looking at a biometric gun safe last week at the, uh, the shooting range. Went to the shooting range with Barry. Barry's one of my friends from college as well. See, it all connects back to college for real. Um, or the network that I developed in college. Or strengthened in college. Anyway, so George is posting the biometric gun safe that I saw last week at the range. I send George, I said, yo, that one's cool, right? I was looking at that, but check this one out. I send George another one. He's like, yo, that's dope. Like, my college relationships are so much more than book smarts for for a lot of black people they'll be like yo yeah college gives you book smarts but what about x y and z yo college gave me book smarts but it also provided me with the network to enhance my street smarts because like i said george will talk to me about what stocks i need to invest in and then flip it and say yo but this is the gun safe you need to look at and i'm gonna say yeah okay that's cool but this is the holster you need to look at like Black people in college, people in college in general, but black people in college are so multidimensional that in order to try to put us in a box, you have to create a box the size of the universe. And that's what I really loved about G. I had those brothers and sisters who had a strong, strong tethering to their black identity but knew that they wanted to take the resources available to them at a white institution and use them for the good of the black community. Like, that was the really cool thing about G. And not only could we do that, but then we could ride down the street, go to A&T, one of the nation's most elite historically black universities, and have an amazing experience there. We could take classes at A&T so that we made sure we knew, hey, this is how it works with a black professional who's been there and then chose to serve at a black institution. UNCG was a very unique experience and it's one that I am I am grateful for because, like I said, this network that I got, in addition to a top tier education, unbeatable. I'm going to go through a couple more of my amazing connections I made at G just to continue to paint the picture of what college and what a college experience did for me. So, we've got Devin. Devin Smith, right? Dev is the man when it comes to storytelling. I'm a really, really, really good storyteller. I'm a phenomenal storyteller. It's just, it's freaking awesome. The way that I can paint a picture. Devin does it 
with the journalistic credentials behind him. Um, Devin has the resume that allows him to walk into rooms and say, I've worked here, here, and here. You need to pay me this to consult for you. I love it. I, I talk to Devin at least once a week and we talk about projects he's working on. I kind of you know, serve as a mentor still for him, advise him on wording, language, how he should approach situations. But Dev does not only use his connections and the teams that he's worked on for himself. Dev has brought me on to two or three projects that have not only put money in my pocket, but put my name in spaces that it may have not reached before. You know, like, I'm pretty sure that Diddy has read, read two or three of my pieces because Dev got me on Diddy's website to write a piece about the black renaissance, being that I am from the city where one of America's black Wall Streets was located. Like that kind of stuff, Diddy might not know my name. Like he could, he could say, yeah, that sounds familiar. Or he could say, no, I've never heard of Daryl Daniels. Or he could say, Daryl Daniels, is that that coon from Florida who serves as the sheriff and wanted to deputize the citizens of his town? I hate that that man has my name. If y'all ever see Sheriff Daryl Daniels and it's D-A-R-R-Y-L, that is not me. But anyway, damn, I hope that's not how my name gets remembered in history. Yeah. So Diddy could know my name thanks to Devin. That's nuts. Dev and the relationship I developed with Devin when he was a freshman at UNCG and then he moved into his sophomore year and became a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha. Like, these are the things that you can't find on YouTube. These are the things that just buying a book from Barnes & Noble won't give you. College is a unique experience. It is a valuable experience. Is it an overpriced experience? Hell yes. These student loans I got, they're not fun. But was it worth it? Hell yes. You know, I, I say all the time, the most valuable thing I got while I was in college are the relationships that I left with. But the most expensive thing I got was the degree. I'm, I'm going to be paying this off for the next, I don't know, Hopefully five years. Hopefully in five years I can go ahead and knock this debt out. But the most valuable thing I got, these friendships, these relationships, the fact that when I go to New York, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to stay. Well, I never did because my dad's family's up there. But if they weren't, every time I go up to New York, I stay at Vince's. I end up on Vince's couch for anywhere from one night to I think I've stayed six nights back to back there it's nothing um, and as a matter of fact it started before he moved to New York when I didn't have anywhere to live because I was in between cribs and in between jobs and I was working really weird re weird uh, positions and I just need somewhere to stay I called Vince and Vince and Justin said yo it's nothing. You don't owe us a thing. We got this couch. You got it. Um, and when I felt like I had overstayed my welcome, even though they never said it, but I knew I was there. I was like, Yo, I've been here for a little while. Y'all got, y'all got lives to live. When I felt like I had overstayed my welcome there, guess what? Went to Rico's house, and Rico and Demetrius said, "Yeah, you can crash here. It's nothing." 
both of them, my fraternity brothers from UNCG, like, the relationships, the fact that no matter what happens, I really don't think I will ever go without because I've got a group of people who love me like family. Like, that's big. The fact that Devin didn't go to Dubai because he wanted to show up at my wedding, that's big. You know, Corey choosing to pass photography opportunities to me because he's like, yo, I really want to shoot with you. That's big. Naja and Rico taking the time to pass on information about photography, knowing that they're both dope-ass photographers. That's big. Like, the opportunities that going to UNCG provided me with, I'll never be able to replicate it. You could give me all the money in the world, and I still don't think I would trade that. Because without UNCG, I wouldn't have my degree. We'll start we'll start lowest to highest, right? Wouldn't have my degree. Wouldn't have my network of friends and fraternity. Wouldn't have my wife and eventually my family. Like those things are big. And they were all provided because I decided to invest in an experience and an opportunity that I can't create myself. This whole thing about being self-made and I did it by myself, it's not as it not as it overrated. Not just that. It's made up. No one did it by themselves. Everyone was inspired by somebody before them. Yeah, nobody may have given you a handout, but you looked somewhere to say, this is what I want to do. We all built on something, a foundation. I knew when I was a freshman and I saw Tia Wiggins as the president of BBSA, I knew she was going somewhere and I knew I wanted to be on that trajectory. I didn't know if I wanted to be exactly where she ended up, but I wanted to be somewhere around there. And yeah, I might not have that endowed scholarship right now, but you know what I do have? have a scholarship that will be endowed I knew that I wanted to be like Kirk Hudson former president of BBSA before I got to UNCG I knew that he had taken the opportunities in school and made the decisions that put him in rooms that eventually got him in I want to say he was Forbes 30 under 30 obviously before he was 30 like stuff like that that's what UNCG gave me. And it's not just UNCG. Like I, I truly believe my experience at UNCG is what it was because I chose to make it that. For better or for worse. You know, I didn't make great decisions the whole time. But I came out alright, I think. You can have that experience at any institution across the United States if you choose to make the best of the rooms that you're in and then move into the next room never choosing to be the smartest person in the room the only time I feel like I need to be one of the top two or the smartest person in the room is when I'm speaking to much much younger people and even then they may have some wisdom they do have actually they do have experience that is valuable and that I need to listen to because they have a completely different and 
valuable perspective on life. So the smartest person in the room argument is debatable. But UNCG gave me the opportunity to very rarely be the smartest person in any of my classrooms while contributing to every conversation that I was in. So yeah, that's it, y'all. That's my time. Um, thanks for joining in this season. I'm really excited. This is going to be great. I'll catch y'all again next week, same time, same place. Spartan Pride, 06 to the Good Brothers, Playboy Pauzeta. I'm out.